and welcome to Ghostwriter. I'm your host, Corinne Prevot, and this, I think, is going to be a super quick bonus episode. Okay, guys, the New Jersey, Real Housewives of New Jersey trailer. I think the cast was perfect. I love last season. It seems like they have the same exact cast as last time. Danielle's in there, which I think her as a friend of is perfection. So I guess Margaret gets her extensions pulled by Teresa. I mean, we're all coming full circle here. Danielle was at one point getting her extensions pulled out. And, um, you know, it's a trope of the series of the franchise. And now Margaret is getting her turn to get her hair pulled out. I think it's by Teresa. We'll see. A lot of the drama seems to be centered around Teresa and if she is or is not dating someone else while Juicy Joe is in prison. I know by now you guys have all seen the photos of Joe. He is unrecognizable. Everyone's saying he looks like the situation, which he kind of does look exactly like the situation. And I guess the prison slash ice diet worked for him. I mean, I guess, like, I have to hand it to, to the Judicis. They really underwent prison transformations, and they really used that time to get in the best shape possible. So um, I... I salute that. I mean, I don't know. He, you know, he wasn't making wine and marinara sauce in the garage and it was time to, you know, get serious. Um, okay. So Melissa is doing the lame, should we have another child thing? No, you're not having another child. We know you're not, you know, you're not just stop with us. Also last time she was taught last season, she was talking about whether or not she has a half sister and was doing the whole thing. I mean, I love the Gorgas. I think they should be on the show, but sometimes they just, they're not great at acting and they really reach for some storylines that are just unbelievable, very fabricated. The bread and butter is in the family relations there. Just keep on keeping on with Teresa and with Jennifer. There's so much there. We don't need these like the Gorga at home storylines. Also her children, her little boys, mustaches. I mean, they'll have a beard by the end of next year. It's in incredible, the testosterone in these Gorga boys. Okay, Jennifer is back. Um, I love Jennifer. I love anyone that has this kind of huge home that she is obviously very, very proud of, but just it's so tacky. And she seems like she's cosplaying as a rich person. This is what a poor person thinks a rich person would have in their home. They think they would have a throne chair, but that's not actually what real rich people don't have pleather throne chairs in their house. So I'm fascinated to see where that everything goes with that. And I mean, did she catch a bad edit with her mothering skills last season? Yikes. So apparently Danielle in this trailer is accusing Margaret of ruining her marriage and saying that's the reason that she got a divorce, which... Tell me more. I can do a whole spinoff on Margaret and Danielle. Let's start from the first day we met Marty and let's take us to today. Let's take us through the wedding. When they were in, where were they, in Bimini or somewhere in Florida for Danielle's wedding, I wish that was a three-part episode, three-part special. I love Bridezilla Danielle. I live for her. I live for, for Margaret and Danielle as a whole uh, dynamic on that trip. Loved it. So anyway, we're going to get more about that. And then we also, you guys, right after Danielle announced her divorce from Marty, she was then rumored to be engaged to a guy that some people were saying was like royalty or royalty adjacent, but I guess that never came to fruition either. 
So if my tally is correct, 19, 20, we're on 21 engagements. I mean, I mean, that's, that's an accomplishment. You know, I think we need to salute Danielle. She's an American hero. I know a lot of people that are having trouble getting one proposal, two proposals. I mean, paging Darcy on 90 Day Fiance. And here we have someone that just, I mean, every time they walk out their door, I guess somebody gets down on bended knee and proposes to them. So that is pretty incredible. Okay. What else? So Teresa, as usual, has no boundaries with her daughter and is telling her daughter all of her marital qualms. And we hear Joe on the phone saying, I never wanted to marry you anyway, or I never wanted to get married anyway. So I guess they're just really not in a good space and going at each other. And I read somewhere online that Joe and Joe's family told Teresa that they didn't want Teresa posting any pictures of him um, on Instagram when he got out of jail. So she posted a picture of the Statue of Liberty crying, or like with her hands in her face, or yeah, her face in her hands rather, um, and then wrote something about Joe getting deported and that she was sad about it. So I found that, I thought that was a weird picture to choose since her kids were all, the girls were all putting pictures of Joe, but she wasn't. And then, you know, people go to the obvious thing, like is, are they going to go to Italy? Are they going to go film you know, something there. No one thinks that they're going to move their whole lives there, but, you know, would they go do some kind of special there? And what I'm reading on the blogs is that Joe's family has zero interest in anything that is going to um, make money for Teresa. And that's the interesting part is that what I've heard with 90 Day Fiance, when someone's not a citizen, the production company can't pay them directly. So it's up to the American to share the money with them. And, I don't know how that would work. So I would feel the same way. Why would Joe want to be involved, you know, in something if he's not going to be making any money for it? You know, I mean, I guess for the kids, college tuitions would be. Okay. So Teresa's apparently an embarrassment to the family. Are we just coming to this conclusion? I mean, she flipped tables season one. She's been an embarrassment, but I mean, isn't everyone in New Jersey an embarrassment to some degree? Uh, I guess Melissa really is not so much an embarrassment. Um, okay, so it looks like Mr. Wakili, his first name escapes me right now, uh, Kathy's husband, is getting carried out of a party that he either seems to be very inebriated or possibly got in a fight. I don't know. It looks like he's drunk and passed out and getting carried out of a party by Joe Gorga and then Margaret's Joe and someone else, um, Dolores' man. Um... I don't know what's going on with that. The Wakilis are back. Let's check in with them for like one episode, but I found them to be pretty boring. Um, so I'm curious what ends up happening with that. And then I guess after it look, it's cut so fast, but it seems like I watched it many times after Teresa pulls Margaret's hair that then Margaret starts pouring something, some kind of beverage or liquid over Teresa's head. And it seems like it's a lot of liquid and like a bottle. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. So I was recently at the bookstore at my um, library. They have like, you know, dollar books. And I can always count on them having a Real Housewife book that I totally forgot about. And I forgot that um, Caroline Manzo wrote a book, Let Me Tell You Something, titled Let Me Tell You Something. So I just started reading it and I've just been going through. And I never found the appeal of Caroline Manzo. I know people loved her and loved her family and loved her parenting and everything. I thought it was a disaster. I thought it seemed very obvious that her favorite child was Albie and the kind of weird 
felt like the whole family worshipped Albie, the older brother, and everyone thought he was the best ever and they could never compare to him. And then she would, like, say negative things about Lauren's weight. And um, I don't know. It just it didn't feel – the whole family dynamic there really didn't feel great to me. So, anyway, I guess – the book actually seems like it's going to be pretty interesting because the thing that I felt never got addressed that is fascinating and why a lot of people think that New Jersey has some kind of mob ties is that um, Albie's father, so Caroline's father-in-law, who I think may also have been named Albie, but he was found dead in the trunk of a car, which is like not what happens to the average suburban dad usually when you're just... It's just not that common. I'm not victim blaming. I don't know. But usually there's more to the story there. So I guess it ended up happening on her birthday is when they discovered the body in the trunk, which is horrible. So I'm very interested to read more about that. There's a kind of like a half a chapter about it. So I will report back on that. And then um, she also talks about her kids are spoiled, but yet, you know, she raised them to have great worth, great work ethics and to make money and stuff, but she talked about how basically Albie and Chris would go to the Brownstone and Albie Sr. would really work them to the bone and make them work really hard, but then Lauren would get worked harder at home and she would have to make her brother's beds. I mean, I cannot even deal with this. And I remember Joe Gorga talking about this and Teresa, like, Teresa would have to do everything for her brother, like iron his underpants, Joe Gorga's underpants, and do all the stuff. I just think that is insane obviously you know it's a time gone by and crazy but I don't know I mean I think that I have a son and I'm trying to raise him to clean up after himself so that whoever he may end up with they are uh, you know so he can be a self-sufficient human being that can take care of himself so anyway I'm fascinated to learn more about some of her antiquated ideas on um, marriage and raising children but hey she's one of the ones that's still married so right Okay, let's go over to Dallas, some quick thoughts on Dallas. So I listed it out. Leanne is having a lingerie shower, a couple shower, a rehearsal dinner, a bachelorette party, and then, of course, her wedding. I mean, it's a lot. I think Leanne is a common-day grifter. I've just been around these people before. Like, she's not straight up asking for free things, typically, but... She has a way of making people so uncomfortable that they're like, uh, okay, yeah. And then Andy Cohen asked her about it on Watch What Happens Live. He's like, oh, did you feel kind of weird about how when you were getting talking to the dress designer and, you know, did that make you cringe? And she's like, yeah, but the dress designer did that because she didn't want to make it look like I couldn't afford the dress. But she did give you a discounted price and then you your wedding planner refused that price. So anyway, she's making zero sense. Let's call a spade a spade. She wanted a free dress. And then that Carrie and, um, Carrie and, uh, Stephanie are the ones that cut the check for her lingerie, the circus one. I think the circus one was a lingerie shower. I'm confused. Actually, the circus one was last week, this week, they, everyone was buying her lingerie. Last week, everyone was wearing lingerie. So I'm not sure which of those is the lingerie shower. Uh, the bachelorette party, I don't, I don't really even know where we are. They all seem to just be lingerie. So we'll see. Hopefully. Also, why is she not wearing her infinity dress at any point here? It's not on, I looked on her, Leanne's Instagram. It's not on her Instagram. Th wouldn't this be the perfect opportunity to wear 
your infinity dress to all great advertising is you know or are the bridesmaids going to wear infinity dresses or should she have made like a wedding version of her infinity dress i mean if she's a dress designer then why does she have to go hire someone else i mean it's all a little confusing it just seems like a great missed opportunity Okay, um, in the beginning of the episode, they were showing outtakes of Deandra drunk, and I'm going to tell you, being drunk and wearing Spanx, or being wasted and wearing Spanx, those things do not go together. I have um, been a victim of this as well. I remember one time I was wearing Spanx and got really drunk and was dancing up on a bar at my the restaurant I worked at in New York. Not, you know, not great, but... And someone's like, I can see your Spanx. And that's that's not a great feeling. And, um, you know, I would say maybe you want to wear a black dress with black Spanx. Or I don't know. We need to think of something here because it's not the best look when we're laying on our floor like a turtle that's been flipped over and our Spanx, our nude Spanx are hanging out. It's just, it's not the best. Okay. What is the name of Carrie's jewelry line? I should be able to to name it, but... I don't know. And it seems like it's like beads that I could buy at Joanne's Fabrics and make myself. It's unclear. I also love the trope of when these housewives, you know, go to a party, to a birthday party, or give a gift, and it's something from their own line, like when Lisa Rinna gave out those um, dusters. And, I mean, everyone's like, yeah, fucking right. We're never, ever going to wear this paper-thin garbage duster from QVC. We don't wear clothes from QVC, like... Come on, give me a break. And I feel like when Carrie gave her necklace as a gift, everyone's like, mm-hmm, sure, yeah, I thank you so much. But no one's going to wear that. It's, it's not going to happen. Okay. Unless they're paid to wear it. And uh, Leanne was talking with her husband about wedding cake. I have to say, of the last, like, five weddings I've gone to, typically by the time the cake comes around, everyone's so drunk. I couldn't tell you what any of the five last cakes even looked like. I usually am in no mood for dessert at that point. I very rarely eat it, and I just think it's one of those things that people worry about and spend so much money on, but no one actually even cares or notices it. They just, whatever, just slice it up. You know, I feel like only 10 people are ever around when they're cutting it. It's just such a thing, so I don't know. I think brides don't spend $10,000 or $5,000 on a cake because it's really... Spend it on the appetizers, the past apps you always remember on, on high-quality wine. I always know it's a good wedding when the white wine is not just Chardonnay. I hate that Chardonnay has become the default white wine. It's obviously should be Pinot Grigio, but my favorite is Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Anyway, okay, so Brandy's girls might follow in her footsteps and try to become Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. So I was thinking, because I've heard that NFL cheerleaders make like zero dollars. That's basically a volunteer job, which I couldn't believe because the NFL rakes in so much money and, you know, whatever. So I went online to see and I got in a Reddit hole and this one girl was saying that her roommate in Dallas uh, was a Cowboys cheerleader and they got a ton of free stuff like Invisalign, they got free tanning, free beauty treatments, hair, spa, but they only got $150 per game for an NFL game for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that is atrocious. That is not something that anyone should be aspiring to make $150 once a week. And, you know, the practices, they barely make any money. Um, so this woman, Erica Wilkin, who's an ex-Dallas cheerleader, 
decided to sue them because I guess in one year, and she was like one of the top, top tier cowboy cheerleaders that um, was on like the cover of their calendar. And she um, danced on stage with like Usher and whatever. She was like one of the top, top cheerleaders. She said that after taxes, she made $4,700. I mean, who are you, how do you even live indoors on that salary? And I I don't even know where, I guess they all have to have other jobs. I'm not sure. But, um, she was suing because the cheerleaders apparently at that time were paid less than the mascot. And then they earned $8 an hour during their practices. I mean, that is insane. And this amount of dieting and working out that they have to do, it's crazy. Okay, so I guess the Cowboys have raised the pay to $400 a game now, which still feels insanely, insanely low. Um, so I don't know that I would, if I had a daughter or a son that wanted to be a cheerleader, which might be the case in this house, uh, I don't know that that's something that I would even want them to do. So I, I would love to hear more about Brandy's cheerleading days. Like, just that could be a spinoff special or, I don't know, maybe interview her one day. Okay, so Cameron does not understand what being attacked means. Someone just saying the F word is not being attacked. She is a completely ridiculous human being and... I mean, Stephanie's right. She's wrong. And since when does someone have to stand up for you every second? Like, stand up for yourself. It's called being a goddamn housewife. Like, if you can't stand it, stand up for yourself, then, like, quit. Become a friend of, okay? Like, what are you talking about? Um, Stephanie, I just think, is beyond gorgeous. Her hair's dialed in. Her makeup's dialed in. That glitter beaded dress that she was wearing with, like, the back cut out with the mesh piece. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I just think she looks great. Now, Brandy, it's so funny because I feel like Brandy's makeup makes or breaks her. Sometimes her makeup and hair is just so gorgeous. And then sometimes these colors that she's using, I mean, she needs to stick to these, a more muted look, a more bronzy, goldy, pink blush, a pink lip. She goes bananas with this like liquid black eyeliner that makes her eyes look extra, extra squinty. Um, God, who was it? Leanne, I think that accused her of being on Xanax. I'm like, who's not on Xanax? Okay. You need better accusation than that. Um, but okay. So Leanne has her hands filled up with a bunch of Botox. They can match the rest of her, which I do find this very funny because I live in Orange County where a lot of people get Botox. I mean, almost everyone. I'm one of the few people I know that hasn't had it. I have a few friends that haven't either, but you know, we, we fill up the face, but then we have the old neck or we have the old decollete, um, or the hands. So it is becoming when you are going to these extremes with the fillers in your face that we're getting to as as a society, you know, the hands, the dead giveaway. So I get it. But, um, uh, those hands looked like when they pull a body like out of the river in in SVU and they're all bloated. That looked pretty terrifying. So maybe schedule that for a different, not before your party, when you have to shake hands with people. I- I'm not sure. Okay, Carrie's dress and hair, new Carrie, Carrie with a K, I believe it is. Um, that red strapless dress, I mean, I just think strapless dresses are so rarely flattering and the hair it felt like a homecoming look that I did in high school that I you know when you just I don't know in high school I just had zero clue what looked good on me I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick I just didn't understand that you know certain colors are attractive 
on you makeup wise and clothes wise or hair wise like I just didn't get it so oh okay so what else um Leanne yeah so whatever so I looked up Leanne's infinity dress on her website guess what guys sold out it cost $150 and it sold out I don't know there's a really bad inventory problem I won't bore you anymore with this because I talk about it I feel like on every single episode there is an Amazon version of this dress that I do not believe is affiliated with Liam but it's also called infinity dress it's just not capitalized and it's $70 and that is in stock now I just remembered I when Groupon first started selling like whatever stuff like besides experiences but they started selling like I don't know they sell like dildos and bait pens and sometimes clothes or you know a shaker to put your protein shake in or whatever. When they started selling that, I started, I went through a real big online shopping phase when I lived in New York and I bought some kind of infinity dress and it was just really a disaster. I think I wore it once to a party at my house, my, my birthday party. And it really, it, the pictures look terrible. I look so fat in it. It just felt like it's going to fall off of you at any moment. It just wasn't a great look. I don't believe in this infinity dress. I need a dress with, like, boning. I need a dress that has a shape. I mean, I, I can't do it. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't recommend the infinity dress. Even though I do think it is the one time that it is a good idea is for bridesmaids' dresses because then everyone can wear it in the style that they want it, you know, however they want it to look. And not everyone's caught, you know, with... A halter dress when that's just not the look for them. Okay, what else? Okay, I'm Team Leanne when it comes to Carrie versus Leanne. You don't go to someone's event and bring up who's not there. If you don't want to be there and you feel so uncomfortable, then Carrie, like, go home. You and your red sateen strapless dress that you borrowed from Ramona Singer can just go home. Like, leave it alone. I mean, did Leanne overreact? Yes, of course. That's what she's here for. But, I mean, I get it. Carrie wants to get involved and get camera time, and she understands that Leanne is reactive, and that's her best bet. So, I get it. Hey, she's got necklaces to sell. I got to go on her website and check out her necklaces and see if those are in stock. Um, but anyway, it is Leanne's time to shine, not her time to be attacked. Like, give the girl a break. And every wedding that my own wedding, as well as really, I can think of like all my friends' weddings, there's always some kind of crazy situation with a friend. Like, I don't know what it is about weddings that brings out some of the worst in our family and friends, but there's always like someone who's harboring some resentment towards you and it comes out like during the planning of the wedding or at the wedding. Um, you know, I have so many friends that like the, their maid of honor last minute tries to turn everyone against them. Um, people that just never speak again. And I don't know, it's just happens to so many people. It's so common. And I recently was talking to one of my friends about it who's her wedding has passed now, but I was like, this is actually really normal. She's like, oh, it is? I'm like, yeah, I had I had the same thing. I had some some falling outs too. And I don't know what it is about weddings, but it just really brings out the worst. And it's really just supposed to be a fun time to just shut up and celebrate the bride. I mean, unless the bride is being like really super horrible to you. Um, why does she want her to get in the vasectomy line? I, I don't know what that means. She doesn't know what it means. She doesn't know what she's even saying. Um, I mean, she doesn't know what she's saying when she's sober. So, you know, when she's talking about her hands are just hands, they're not knives, and 
who's doing what at the roundup. I mean, drunk and messed up. I, we really can't take that at face value. Even though that, that whole thing was so funny because Gary Duber said it was a jilted florist that started this rumor about Mark Duber or a, um, or a disgruntled, disgruntled florist. And I remember Andy saying, disgruntled florist. Is there any other kind? Which I just found, that's a big leap. Like, did we not pay our invoice for our flowers? And all of a sudden now they're telling everyone you're having sexual acts happening at the, in the bathroom of a janky bar. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so last night in the OC at the Irvine Improv was a show called Housewives Uncensored. Now, it had the snooze fest lineup of Housewives. I bet, like, a lot of you don't even remember some of these. Okay, we know Lynn Curtin, Curtin's Cuffs, she was there. Lizzie Rosevac, which is an easily forgotten housewife, she did the Sun Kitten swimwear line. And she's now divorced. And then the third one who actually created this was Peggy Taos. Taos? I'm not sure how you say her name. Taos, I think. Anyway, so a few weeks ago, maybe last month, I went to the Irvine Improv to see the um, Jeff Lewis and Patty Singer show. And I talked about it on here. And that was a complete shit show. And Patty Singer and Jeff Lewis are legitimately funny people that are super entertaining, off the cuff. And it was a shit show, you know, like it just seemed like no planning went into it. It was just a cash grab situation. And, you know, it, they said they're going to take it on tour and do more of them. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that can be improved with that show before they take it on tour. Um, so then when I was there, guess who was in the audience? Gina Keogh, which I told you guys, and then Lynn Curtin, Peggy Taus, and Lizzie. They were all there. And so as soon as I saw that they were advertising this Housewives Uncensored deal, I was like, ugh. They totally were there creeping on Patty and Jeff, who are also ex-Bravo celebrities, and they're, you know, they got the idea from that, and they said, oh, that was a shit show. I bet we can pull something together, and, you know, this can be a, we can make some money, too. And Lynn really needs some money. Like, she's always talking about it. She was on Heather McDonald's podcast, and she's like, oh, I need the money, I need the money. So, last I heard, Lynn was living with her mother which is, and her mother, I believe, is the one that had a restraining order against one of her daughters. Okay. Also, I was surprised, two things. One is, I often talk about how these housewives jump from business to business to business, and I'll tell you what, Lynn Curtin has stayed true to her cuffs for all these years. Does it matter that cuffs aren't in style anymore? <laughs> no one really wears cuffs anymore, especially not leather ones with those Irish medallions on them. I forget what that, that, design is called. Um, Heidi Klum did a line with that as well. Um, no, she doesn't care about those factors. And who is buying these cuffs? She was selling them at my gym, as I told you before. No one was buying them. I used to get my lashes done um, at this place in Newport, like lash extensions, and the woman that did my lashes said that they, they sold them there for like a week and then the owner didn't want them anymore. Like I've heard about a lot of businesses just saying they don't want to sell the cuffs. The cuffs just sit there and gather dust and they, they don't move. So I, I'm just, I'm, and when I see her put a cuff up on her Instagram, it seems to get like 11 likes. So I don't, I'm curious. I'm curious what really are the stats on these cuffs, but kudos to her. You know, she has a business, she's stuck with it and it does seem like she has inventory. So kudos to her. The other thing is if I had um, a daughter who had done porn and a daughter that has had all the legal troubles and, just horrible, horrible things with her daughter, Alexa, and then her other daughter is a little crazy too. 
I wouldn't really want to go on a stage where people could just ask me any types of questions that they wanted to ask me. That makes zero sense to me that like why, you know, obviously that's the first thing people are going to ask about. So, okay. So I ended up deciding not to go because I'm like, none of these people were entertaining in an ensemble cast and I don't think they can carry a show. And I mean, I, they're like, they had scenes I'd fast forward through. Not Lynn so much because her whole situation was fascinating, but with the other, with the other two, Lizzie and Peggy Taos. And also, I've seen Lynn and Lizzie so much at my gym, it's like, okay, whatever. Um, so apparently, it was completely a shit show. A lot, they didn't sell out or sell a lot of tickets. And some of my friends went, I guess they tried to ask questions, but then, you know, Lizzie said, or they were saying like, oh yeah, we know a lot, but we can't talk about it because we don't want to get sued. Okay, then don't name the show Housewives Uncensored. The whole point is that you're going to tell us information about filming and backstories and about people that we cannot get elsewhere. Um, I mean, I know they probably learned their lesson after the whole thing with the Juicy Scoop uh, live taping, which I was there for, where uh, Tamara ended up getting... Tamara and Shannon ended up getting sued by Jim Bellino because, whatever, it was so stupid. Because they thought that... They had said that people break their necks at his trampoline park when I understood it to be that they just break, people break their necks at trampoline parks, which is a fact. They are kind of dangerous, but we still go. Um, so anyway, it was super lame. I mean, then I guess Peggy Taos was yelling, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up to the audience because they were so boring that I guess people were just having more fun talking amongst themselves at the table and eating their nachos at the improv than they were listening to them. So I think it was a big fat fail, which I just want to say, I don't want to say I told you so, but I predict, I did predict that it wasn't going to be good because the people weren't good. And I mean, Patty Stinger and Jeff, if, if theirs was that crazy, I mean, come on. Even though at least Patty's and Jeff's had a great energy because it was a packed house in there and they are just really funny and there's nothing like wasted drunk OC women in their 50s. It's it's a sight to see. If you ever get an opportunity, I highly recommend it. Um, what did I write? Oh, so, okay, two rumors I've heard around the OC that I will tell you is that uh, Gina was spotted in Laguna Beach getting a fat freezing, um, a fat freezing treatment, uh, and that one of my friends is also getting that apparently works pretty well. It's kind of like, uh, like cool sculpting, but less invasive and less paint with no pain. So I might have to try that and get back to you guys on it. And then I heard this rumor through, I can't, I don't even want to say through who, because I'll get someone in trouble. But basically the, the rumor is that the reason that the Bedore family really hated Shannon and was so negative towards her, as remember from the night they were, uh, the girls were singing their, their amazing song, Dreamcatcher, is that I guess Shannon, I don't know if she currently is or was, a true alcoholic, and she would sleep till noon every day, and I guess she would hire drivers to bring the kids to school. So I don't know if that is just a rumor or what the deal is, but it was from a pretty reputable source, so that could explain a lot of the issues, the animosity that they all have. Um, hey, I'd sleep till noon too if I could. If I could, I would, right? Um, actually, you know what? I actually sleep like 10 hours a night on a pretty regular basis. And I don't know, maybe I need to get my my blood work done or checked out because that's, that's a lot of sleep. 
Um, I think that's all. Thank you guys so much. Please follow me on Instagram, ghostwriter underscore podcast, and I'll see you next week. Bye.